What's good, everybody, and welcome to the Cortez Resolutions full album review. This is an exciting time. This is the Headspace Podcast. This, my name is Holden Stefan Roy, and this is the show where we break down new hip-hop albums track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every single song. So I'm really excited to be here today in this one in particular because this re- review is the result of my own grandiosity. Um, so I like to start off all of the reviews with a little bit of an explanation as to why I'm going to review the artist, my familiarity with their work, as I believe it is the fairest way to approach this to you. Have I listened to this album prior today? Of course I have. Because of my grandiosity, I put myself into a position where I should probably give it more listens. But basically what we're going to do here is go through each of the tracks, listen to them, and just let you know what I think about each one of the songs on this album. But why why am I doing Cortez's Resolutions Projects? Well, if you look in the top left corner of the screen, you'll see something that says Bridge the Gap. And that is the interview show that we do where we talk to like super nifty people like Cortez and we run through like their life stories and we uh we learn from them and we like kind of get a sense for uh who they are, you know, and, and, and talk to them. So as I was having my conversation with Cortez where the interview will be on this YouTube channel after this review is done, but it's over at twitch.tv slash behind that suit for those that are curious. And uh, in the meantime, like I told him I'd review his album within two weeks. And everyone was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, shit's less than 30 minutes. I know I can bang that out in two weeks. And here we are in that very moment where I am doing it. But the truth is, I really want to review this album. It's like when I heard and said, nah, this is really good. This is one of those albums I think that um, it would be a pleasure to talk about and to go through and have that experience with and all of that good stuff. So for me, it's just like, it's just a joy to have it. And then I found the lyrics on this random ass lyric site and they weren't on Genius. They might be on Genius. We can check together. Let's let's Google together to see if they're on Genius because I didn't actually look. But um, one second, everyone. I'm just going to keep this in. This is a live experience. Nah, they're not, like, I don't see them there. Unless that's him. Unless I was just not even looking right. Look, found Cortez on Genius. Show all songs by Cortez. And it's not, like, super clear. I don't know why they're not there. That's totally fine. But they're here on whatever this music site is. So let's roll with it. We have it. How this is going to work for the people watching is for the live on Twitch experience, I'm going to proceed to listen to the song. And then that's going to get cut out the YouTube video that appears after for those that weren't with us live. And uh, then we're going to talk about each track and whatever pops into my head, whatever I think is worth discussing based on what I just heard. And we're going to run through it. My grades are often trash, but the commentary is kind of aight. So with that being said, the project is called resolutions and it came out january 1st 2021 unless i'm mistaken so aptly named title but it also shows a sense of reflection resolutions is definitely one of those things where where people have like reflection going on i'm just going to move this shit over here so y'all can see it this is the album cover let me make sure it's showing up i think it's really nice it's this cool artistic styling of uh cortez and then you have the title there and 
I don't know, again, the title to me has this reflective tone that I think is reflected in the album, and I'll expand on that as we go through it. I really like what I perceive the overall arc of this project to be in its uh, progression, and I agree, Ismail, it's a fucking dope cover. On that note, um, I'm not a big fan of wasting time anymore on these reviews, so let's get into it. Proper, proper. Yes, I used to waste time a little bit. Let's talk about resolutions, and let's listen to that. Yo, this song's pretty cool, uh, and yeah, uh, Ismail says, my New Year's resolution got a purpose till I'm buried with flowers and laid in the dirt then. And I think that's actually a really, really good place to start, because believe it or not, that was kind of where I, would, I felt like we should start. Because I think that that's like the key to the song, right? Um, it's something that's on my mind a lot personally lately, is this idea of credit and how historically most artists are only really respected. And I, I say most very liberally. Obviously, there are people who are respected while they're alive, but so many people don't get the respect or recognition they der- uh, deserve until they're gone. And then um, this idea of praising people or giving flowers is something that I've personally come to really like in the last, but it's only in the last like few months of my life, like six months, that it really became like an idea that became more powerful. So hearing a song like this just kind of reinforces to me fundamentally that at least some of the things I'm feeling make a whole lot of sense. So let's talk about the song with more details. Um, it's like a long, pensive uh, stream of consciousness verse, and I'm gonna be real with you, I'm a sucker for that for a good stream of consciousness self-reflection this is my heart and soul on the sleeve uh type emotional stuff like i hear that and it's like like eating cherry blasters it's super delicious only unlike cherry blasters which is full of gelatin uh this is like you're kind of nice and really like good for my soul like more like chicken soup or something i don't maybe i'm hungry um i digress just off the bars first of all his rapping technique is ridiculously tight um everything's in a pocket everything is flowy and i like the lack of overt um grandiosity uh in the flow it's really simple in a sense it's really about expressing this message clearly and cleanly making it a much better song than trying to do some chopper shit or something like that now this felt like he was speaking to my heart and my heart was ready to receive the message and then the bars are proper like i don't want to run through literally everything but there's a few things that are beautiful to me like my resolution every year we lose people another one slain but when they took may 2020 brung pain i had one resolution stay in one lane trying to make sense off of it so right off the jump we see this guy who is trying to understand his role trying to make his path forward while right away tragedy happens he thinks about the loss right away other people and almost like inadvertently says this is a blessing that i actually have the opportunity to still be here and make sense off of that one lane that he's trying to push and do his thing on you know and then it goes real political the common for a change changing the system not never happened cops killing black men and that's an interesting commentary just on the, the world that we're in because the truth is like there's still debates i mean you just have to look at what's happening with the george floyd case right now and how even to this day i'm still seeing people that are pointing out crimes that he did rather than focusing on the fact that a man was murdered by the police forces and that's just kind of what it is um r.i.p emojis for the caption where the real homies taking action and that's such a powerful line because it's like yo people do use that internet expressiveness hopes and prayers and all that nonsense but they don't necessarily do anything or protest and whatever but then it's like he he goes on further right but it's like this questioning tone it isn't like like i don't take this part like 
yo, fuck all of y'all. It's more like, yo, everybody's down to talk, but like, yo, there's no action. And if you think about action speaking louder than words, it's it's a really, to me, it's like what's not being said is more powerful necessarily than the words that he's particularly choosing to use in this track. Um, the gang ties make things bad or whatever. They want protest, etc. And he's still just trying to figure out a situation where people want change. And he's trying to fit into that within his own situations because he's seen the pigs actually fucking kill kids at four years old. Like, I can say what I want because a couple of things went down. But I never actually witnessed, like, the police murder a child in front of me on some whatever tip it was, you know. And five o'clock the same day he was getting off. That's why we riot in the hood. You know, like, those are some situations that I personally can't fully empathize with. But when you start witnessing this kind of stuff and the lack of repercussions in a system that reinforces violence against particular groups of people, it's kind of like, yeah, no wonder motherfuckers be mad. <laughs> like, it's like, what are you going to do? We all tried the right ways. And look, man, I don't need to recount how fucking weird 2020 was, but I can tell you a whole lot of people that I was saying Black Lives Matter this time last year or whatever, or a couple months later last year, ain't saying shit now, so it's kind of what it is. Um, it runs through it, and I really like how he kind of just proceeds to give more social commentary with one of the best flexes I really heard. I'm stressed out rolling runs, got me higher than my credit score, and I'm like, okay, that's a flex. The only way I can focus is if my money's tight, and I'm high, which I'm like, I can relate to that. <laughs> That's a dope thing. Without going through like every single bar on this track, you can just trust that the rest of it really follows suit until you get to that part where after his pensiveness over the various circumstances on how he sees the world, we land at that part where we talk about flowers, where it's like, yo, if you give me my flowers while I'm alive, even if you bury me with them as I'm dying kind of thing, at least I can smell them. You know, <laughs> like, let me have the opportunity to like, know what i've done or to be recognized for the kindness for what i've done which is like it's so interesting to hear this while we're like kind of starting this random ass kindness campaign in our city so like it's it's a really good track the beats real nice and solid i'm putting it straight up in that four and a half on five range um i really enjoyed listening to it and while as a standalone song i might not bump it over and over again as a start to this project i can yo here's the thing spoilers i can bump this project as a whole because it's got like a cohesiveness to it i really really fucking like so there it's like while as a single it doesn't maybe have that same appeal as a part of this album to start us on the journey that cortez wants us to go on throughout this album i think it's like absolutely perfectly placed and really fits what it needs to be um on that note let's move on to the next track on the project which totally features a guy I like a lot it makes cortez cool for being able to have that dude right there like that no it is what it is but i think cortez still does it right so let's listen to digital scale i gotta give uh cortez some serious credit here and again this is all my opinion so cortez as i think you may actually watch this um if i'm wrong it is what it is but uh i think you let method man do his thing here you created a vibe where you did it one way and like allowed the space for method man to come on and do the more complex stuff and kind of feel like, yo, I can shine here for a second while shining using this swagged out, calmer energy. And I think that complement of the two vibes that are on this track actually just works so well together. It's just so cohesive. 
that it's so uh, it's just appealing to listen to and also this track doesn't sound anything like the last one like the last one feels almost more like modern in the vibe and then it's like on the next track we're doing some old school shit right away so within two songs on this album it's like cortez is showcasing this whole like vibe to it but if you think about it also from a whole other level you have this first track called resolutions which has a modern day cortez thinking back on his life and then thinking back on his life the next thing we have is this memory of thongin and apron she cooking in the kitchen designer bag in the trunk when i stuff in the bricks in which is yo that's a hook man it's just like one of those like yo i mean i don't ethically maybe want to live that life but like if you live in that life at least that's a hype fucking visual okay like it's a hype visual it is what it is and then this idea like i can show you how to do this i can show you how to take the circumstances of your environment and create some equity that flips it into the next thing like it's a fucking good hook you know and it feels kind of wu-tangy it feels right it feels like method man does actually belong on this track and i think as an artist sometimes because uh, to response to the ismail said while we were listening method man took this serious most rappers don't get their best on their features and i wonder if that's because most rappers receive tracks that don't like make total sense for them and it's more like yo I'm going to pay you this much money and here's a transaction that's going down. Like when I listen to this, it's like what could Method Man do but do what he did and make it sound so fucking ill with it. So to me, it's like Cortez having the right vision and foresight for picking the right track and doing what he did with it. He goes hard with it. He has a boss attitude with it. He kind of creates a vibe in it you know like i love the the overall storytelling imagery approach that's taken like fresh on the corner one phone three shifts in so just on that he's not necessarily giving you enough to place a specific it's a generalized approach to storytelling that lets you fill in the blanks to put yourself in the middle of it and visualize it and he keeps that technique with the writing the whole way down through it and i think it's fucking dope and i think it comes off boss and, and bless and it puts you into like i said i believe this is like a younger cortez bringing us into the back point which is also what I think Method Man's doing. I think Method Man heard this and was like, yo, this is a fun topic. It is a fun approach. This is going to work. And then he just killed it with this ridiculous flow that is just enjoyable. And let's be real. It's bars. I don't know how much I can want to go through and break down why the bars are clever. I'm a lot more interested in the concepts and how everything was constructed and put together at this point. But, like, it is what it is. It's fucking great. My favorite line is, key in the ignition. You don't play with this pimping. Ball heads play with the extensions. This knowledge is free, but you got to pay attention so it's like i feel like everything's ready to go you gotta like come through and understand the realities of situations but if you're paying attention you're gonna get this shit you know you have to but like it's free it's out there and it's like to me there's a subtlety in that like you can and again this is just what i take from it from montreal guy over here you know like you can get what you want out of it if you're self-aware and real with the situation and you gotta come through and you gotta be hard and you gotta be what you real and true to yourself to accomplish your shit and in this case it's their reality and their life and they're just putting it forth in this beautiful like situation but again it's cool because the first track flowed into this so perfectly that it makes this just a sound impeccable while simultaneously conceptually moving an album along and now i'm a little invested already i'm like yo where, where are we going from this right like but had he started it with digital scale without resolutions the whole tone and the vibe of the album on a sequencing is completely different now it's a flossy track brought to resolutions from a storytelling element it's like a less good story i think for the intentions of what he's trying to do with it i might be wrong but y'all should be paying attention to that kind of shit shout out chris chrome for putting me onto that album story shit i'm gonna give this a fucking five because it's fucking so fire and i really have it stuck in my head since i first heard it last week um on that note 
let's move on to From the Bottom, which features Yo Yobi. What's cool about this song um, is the tone changes. So we're still in that past, but it's now again almost like, like if we think of it like a movie, there's two timelines going on at this part. There's the part where Resolutions comes through and it's the, let's say, modern Cortez and he is putting his context in that. Then you kind of have the flashback scenes that are triggered by the memories almost to now fill out the plot to how we ended up at this resolution point where all he wants is his flowers. So to do this effectively, I assume you need to tell a complete story from multiple angles, upon which I believe that's what we're getting in this track. So Yabi is the uh, is the beautiful fucking singer that makes that chorus beautiful and nice. And let's give all props to that hook, man. The way that the singing is happening and he just comes in with that, like, yo, we came from the bottom, whatever, or credit card, or sell drugs, hate to show love, gain stall, all that part. Like, just the way he's doing it over the hook. I'm, I might be off a bit. My memory's not flawless, but, like, yo, it's like, it's just beautiful it, it just fits the beat so perfectly it's like such an eloquent use of like silence and pacing not silence but like openness of where the rapper is and pacing and everything else to just create this like vibe that is just pensive and beautiful and something to absorb because this beat has a lot of beauty in it i feel like it's soulful and uplifting i feel like while the subject matter is comparable to what we just discussed in the last track in terms of the game let's say the come up part of the phase when you're going through that part of living unlike the last one which almost had this more boss grandiosity this more grimy side to it this kind of has a more pensive like the other side of being a boss like yo you get the girl half naked in your kitchen but you also get all of this shit that comes with it which is what i think is happening with the stress here and the logistics and you know the way that it's like the flip comes and i think that's another key part of this track is it's like a flip it's like you go from selling bricks let's say to selling features you go from this feature where the this one part of life existed but because of the elevation and the correct moves and everything else that happens with it you end up elevating now like what i made off a of brick is what i charge for a feature game getting deeper when you get in real ones and I'm like, that's a big and interesting line to me because it shows that like it wasn't just a destination to make a lot of guap off of selling some bad things because of whatever environmental factors pushed you there. It was a means to an end. And I sincerely think that with this track, it's kind of to contextualize the last one and be like, yo, it's not just where you're supposed to end up. It's supposed to be like a journey that brings you to this next place and this next point where um, you can achieve like the next thing, like the elevated, you know? I really like lines like, I'm respected by the rich and had rapport with the friends. Like, body chalked over green. The money don't stop, though. Because it's so interesting. It's like you have this one life where people who are well off look at you away but at the same time there's like a consequence to that reality like there are things that happen that come with this that like weigh on you or just like thinking about the literal amount of traveling that goes into running this kind of a business and shit and how comparable it really is to being a musician that was a thing that i thought was super interesting in this track but at the same time i love that the tone is but we did it you know like we didn't stay there we hit this whole new vibe on it um, the beat's real nice. I already said that. I don't have a lot more to comment on it. I feel like it was very straightforward in terms of what it is. Sending this like, but adding in a bit more of the stress and the realities that come with it so that you don't just get this picture of the flossing grandiosity of the last track. So really smart and great from an album perspective. Like if we're talking about like a great story. So I'm giving this another four and a half on five. I think it's a really amazing song. And so far, like it's surprising how little I'd heard of Cortez before, given how clearly amazing he is as a musician. 
Um, let's move on into the next one, which features Meg and Plug Walk J, and it is called Bricks. I really like this song a lot. I think it um it does a lot to to take that same energy and the same topic that we've been kind of exploring as he looks back in his past, which I think is really important because it's contextualizing a reality for a lot of people, right? So he's speaking for people. Like this is somebody out there who's currently giving who's in this existence and like, you know, they want to see somebody like Cortez who has flipped his life around and now can kind of show a way through the chaos into something more tangible and real. So to have these reflection tunes coming through, but in this case, to do it so saucy, I think is is really cool. Uh, saucy being like the way the auto-tune is splashed on that hook and making it more melodic and kind of being a vibe to it. So I feel like it sounds like a lot of songs that are like this, only um, the tone is a little bit like, upbeat and in line with the rest of this album from a content perspective it's not a glorification of sorts it's a reflection and kind of also trying to add in the little nugget of yo you got to be loyal to your own people in there so you got the the context you know came up moving bricks we in the gutter you were supposed to be my brother hold it down for each other you know and now it's like i got to be cautious and i got to pay attention because you, you know something happened you know so life is complicated and as long as people live to, i feel like as long as people are on the same side and don't like turn on each other we got some benefits in this and it's like it's the same thing in like business it's the same thing as like everything else and i think that sometimes people listen to a song like this and go came up moving bricks came up from the gutter and they're like oh it's promoting some bullshit i'm like nah man that's just what he did that's how his entrepreneurial grind happened to be because of the circumstances and reality of his existence i know a bunch of people that did a bunch of other shit that was just as whatever you know like there's a lot of legal things that are like pretty weird um and it's but like the principle if you replace that to like came up taking phones in a call, uh, call center calls came up from the stressful corporate environment you were supposed to be my brother hold it down for each other you kind of end up with the same message it's not like anything really changes from what he's like trying to say i think uh, i'm not sure if that's meg or plug walk jay I, I wasn't able to tell who was who because I was lazy and didn't click through. But um, I love that chorus a lot. I love the flow on it. I love the way it rides that beat. I love the waviness of the beat. I love the energy of this track. I think right off the jump, we're in this cool place. And it's like, yo, we came from this thing and you were supposed to be this way. Hold it down for each other. And then Cortez comes through and he was like, yo, I was actually in this shit. Okay. <laughs> and now we're up now. We're not there. We used to be this, you know, I was over there. You know, up moved up to the bando on the come up till I see the morgue. That's my blood. Got to feed a mom. Might cost you your freedom, dog. And it's like just the consequences of the realities of this shit again. It's not like it's like we did it. We did this because we had to do this. These were the risks that we took. Loyalty, it ain't cheap. Nah, I was taking orders. So it's showing that he did what he had to do. And it's showing you how he played this thing, how he handled the situation, and how at the end of the day, loyalty is a key thing that you're supposed to take away from this. So you get this like saucy delivery landing up on this point of honestly, just stay loyal and you know hold your own word and do what you're supposed to do, and things are gonna be all right in this. And then that's kind of like I think followed through a little bit with what we get on the second verse, 
where he's really on them corners. He really did this shit, the same kind of stuff. I'm back there from this era. And then, uh, you know, he just kind of, I don't, I don't feel like there was as much depth to this one, to be honest. I just think it worked as like a validation point of, yeah, this is kind of like I was back there and now things are different. And then what I really like about the second verse isn't so much the same thing that popped off on me on, on Cortez's, but it was the fact that it kind of makes you think about the bail situation. Free My Bros With No Bail is such an interesting lyric. It was the most one line that popped out at me because it made me consider the fact that all you have to do is like live in one state where the exact same crime or the exact same like action can put you in like a no bail moment. But if you were like literally 10 meters that way, it's like no biggie. And the states are in this fucking weird situation with how each state has its own approach to what they do with drugs and how they do with trafficking. And just the idea that like free my bros with no bail like to me that's an interesting one because if the only reason you're locked up is because of lack of bail and then somebody who has the money can get out for the same thing that's a corrupt situation and so i'm glad that that line got me there and i could just think about that otherwise i don't know if that second verse is really for me so i'm not really going to talk too much about it i like the the, the big daddy Kane line that's a fucking cool thing because it makes you go back it tells you where he's from a little bit in time Overall, it's a great tune. Four and a half on five. I really fucks with it. I, I, I want to give it like a five, but I feel like I like the other one more on like a critical front. But like I actually see myself listening to Bricks like the most off this album. This may be like the most listenable, replayable shit for me on this entire project with where I'm currently at with my musical tastes. And I like it a lot. On that note, uh, let's move on to the halfway point, I think, or f track five, we'll say Growers featuring Doza the Drum Dealer. Yo, mail delivery is an interesting thing because I know all about mail delivery for reasons I can't go into on camera. Like I know explicit details about how to pull off mail, snail mail delivery and get past everything and all that good shit more than I actually ever wanted to know. And it's always been like one of the smartest mechanisms of distribution I can think of. So regardless to if it's true, or if it's not, that's not really the point. It's just so clever because it kind of also touches into the last like theme that I was just talking about with regards to like how state to state shit's different. So like, look at that. Like I just touched down in Cali and it's legal, but it's not legal in New York right now, unless I'm mistaken. I think it's still not legal, but they passed a law via their recent federal election that could legalize it, da 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 da. It's federally illegal, so it's complicated. So it's interesting how to touch on the fact that in a sense, it feels like the last three tracks now are just validation to like, yo, I know all the things you need to know, my guy. Don't even question it. Here's a fucking great idea. <laughs> like if you do this, you're going to have a better time. And here's why. If you ship it off and you can pull it off anonymous like and you don't really do anything bait or snitchy, it's literally just a matter of sending anonymous packages for like money. And I'm not trying to tell anyone to do this, but like it's kind of what, you know, it really ends up being. And then it gets more complicated and it just feels like a wiser approach. Like, I don't know how much detail I'm supposed to go into this or not, but this is one I happen to know a lot about in terms of the back end. Not that I've ever personally ever really gotten into it. I have a never deal drugs policy for myself. I feel like I could be good at it and it could fuck up my life. So I never dibbled or dabbled one time. But, you know, you know people and you learn things. Um, but I also think it's mad cool because he's giving you some crazy economic value too, right? Like, so on top of a crazy distribution system that is just nifty and interesting, he's showcasing how you can fly to or 
actually capitalize and in a sense you pay for your plane ticket with this move you go to where shit's being growing and it's legal and you contact the point of supplier and you know basically create and establish a relationship with a person that cuts out all the middlemen upon which you get it at the lowest possible price point and then you can move it to whoever upon you getting their money which effectively justifies any travel ticket price i promise like there's no way that the economics don't work out that you madden the fucking uh, black on this shit in the black being the opposite of in the red and the verse is fun it's airy it's kind of nice like yo i'm flexing who i am out here life is good but on top of that look we making big money but i like that at the end but make sure you gotta make sure that they pay line you know just be careful with your shade a little bit and overall i love this song it's got an amazing hook like a real earworm it's definitely really solid and i got so into the whole fucking like business angle that i really enjoy listening to it for a lot of those reasons too so the last three tracks we can say totally contextualize his experience with it only to land on some fucking top level here's how you do it right shit that's kind of boss i'm just throwing it out there and it shows you a lot of where his heart's at in my little opinion Anyway, let's move on to the next track where we talk about the LeBron interlude. I like this one too, and I think it's cool because like every song so far has been this unique experience. So if you think about part of the goal of an album, at least from how I see it, should be that every song serves a purpose from a thematic angle to move the album narrative along. Stylistically, it has to make sense. Uh, in order to follow the story along and it should be saying some distinct shit is just my preferences I feel like we accomplished that here. Here is where I think we start to drop the the past We have said what needed to be said But he justified that he's a big boss in the last track based on his moves And now like the first thing you're hearing and you got it You got to just listen to the flossy tone on this shit the airiness the I don't give a fuckness about how he's spitting every line and how he's just confident with himself and it's just smooth over that beat the mixing is so interesting too because it makes his voice pop off in a way that is unlike anything we've heard so far and i like the like freestyle-esque just kind of tone that comes on this track and it's just everything he says is so boss like rubber bands wrapped around the money because just sold another puppy like that's actually an interesting flex too because yo if you are into gourmet and animal i don't know gourmet I don't know what the right word is the fucking really expensive animals like if you're a breeder and you make expensive animals That's actually like a big fucking check that happens there uh, Mama ain't raised no dummy wholesale retail motivating these females, which is so like the way he operates business Wholesale retail basically is bigger moves better business practices this is what I'm taking from that and motivating these females shows that yo this is where my heart's at this is what I'm trying to do um, I, and to me I take that like yo the dude is wise actually he's not interested in impressing a bunch of dudes and shit the whole track rolls like this to be honest I don't want to go through every bar it's just flexing and flossing as he goes on and it feels like reveling in the successes of all of the enterprise things that we have covered up until this point my favorite part of this entire track is the super subtle bad boy that like fucking pops out over around that puff line whatever and that's cool because i know that that's related to some bad boy bullshit from back in the day where it's like bad boys come out to play and puff was like dingling the dinglings and that's related to the warriors uh which is all fucking cool because like if you don't even know what the fuck it is it's just a goofy ad lib but if you know what the fuck it is it's like paying homage to where he's from and shit 
and then really adding a reference to that chain shine like puff in 98 line which you might not know what it means but you know that ad lib kind of doubles it in and lets you know exactly what the fuck he's talking about which i thought was clever um overall it's great there was no other lines that really popped up to me but the way he ended it with five on lebron and i just lost a ticket damn and then somebody's like nobody told you to bet on him and it just breaks into like this regular conversation where you bet on somebody because you're so fucking loyal with it oh you hear that loyal with it which ties back into the loyalty theme that he portrayed the other way that it doesn't matter he has the faith and the loyalty to keep betting on his man because inevitably he's gonna win that shit come back get the ring and prove him right so i think that's a little subtle not to the loyalty angle anyway that's just kind of what it is this one's like a 4.25 on me stylistically it's less my favorite but it's not a quality thing it's just a stylistic thing um on that note i think we should move on to the seventh track on this experience and it's called if i die oh yo that fucking beat is love ali um the guitars in it are really wonderful this one's a nice contender for one of my favorites too it's hard to pick a favorite when like they're all so good for different reasons and so depending on my mood it might be a fickle experience bricks is definitely up there but so is this track if i die because yo i think it's a cool one it reminds you of the main theme of the album right so if we get uh brought back yo shout out your lady friend bunny so if we get bought uh brought back to like for the context she she deleted something in the chat thing disappeared y'all see that on the screen when it pulled back that was your lady from bonnie shut her up etc so yeah um it goes back to the main essential theme of where this album started with um kind of his desire to like a give recognition to others while they're still around and also receive a bit of that recognition in his life for the accolades and it's like trying to create this this vibe and desire to it but then it's like coming at it from a different angle like it's all right he understands things where he's at he's trying to do this now for other people it's really not about him i feel like that's that's honestly what it is like it's it's really it's really not about him per se in this track it's about a lot of other people and his observations on things and what might be the best path forward and we see that with just the beginning if i die tomorrow don't panic i've been past it the game don't appreciate real but had it and it's like rather give him seeds to grow up and plant it you know those rappers they wake up broke with rich habits and then it's like he's been around and he's seen the same thing play out so he's all right he's good he's lived the life he understands uh where things are and maybe he's not going to get those flowers but at the end of the day it doesn't change the scourge of what ends up happening to other people what they're fantasized by all this stuff all the fake shit the corniness that he's encountered and everybody looking at how certain things are put into the life the way that the game that he comes from is represented online with people like six nine in the in the situation i know some people don't say his name it's literally in the fucking lyrics it is what it is um but like it just looks like another observational point to tie back to the main theme with all this fake shit out there with all this shit having been a person who has lived a certain life and seen a certain amount of things he's just gonna have to dedicate his situation his his purpose towards other people and ensure that um with his actions he, he lives right moving forward and, and for whatever's until the day he's no longer there but if that happens don't worry about it because he's fucking good you know just make sure his family's all right pray for his son that has to go through this experience and then he just does the beautiful hook what i really love is this little interlude bit where he's like they don't want to see you when they don't hate you when you're good they only hate you when you're great and why do you got to do that to you though and then it's like 
it's a thing that's true um people are all about you when you're okay when you're good but you haven't really received the love or the accolades of shit but when you reach that next level and you start doing things that they cannot do there's certain emotions that come attached to that it changes the perspective and dynamics about how people are and as much as there's love for you there's this weird thing this idea that you're never famous in your hometown and your own friends and shit don't necessarily see it and uh i think that holds a lot more truth to it so i feel like he's tapping into that there and it's really it's an interesting thing because you know i look at cortez like he's a legend so it's like i mean i hear you but but i think you're wonderful cortez personally wonderful enough to follow through on this album review sincerely um the goal is to stand out you accomplished that on this project you had it planned out i feel that and then i feel like with his whole career and shit like he's done so many interesting things this is almost like reflecting on where he's come from to where it's at but then culminating back to reinforce the message no plates when you starve the hate aren't you when you on but show love when you bury it and you gone again reinforcing this weird habit he's noticed that makes him want to be the guy that's giving flowers before they're gone because this whole shit's just kind of whack and broken this culture that we're a part of at least that's what i take from it and i really like it um overall it's fucking fresh and um i think it's a good song in that four and a half to five range for real i appreciated this one yeah let's move on with the project then and the next one that we're going to talk about is drum dealers i fucking love that song flip though but we're going to talk about that on the next one um this one is like just bars it's like a it's like a cypher-esque track where you got the posse cut and i really i mean they're everybody's good on this track it, <coughs> i'm not i'm not a thousand percent sure who is everyone so i spent time going i'm not sure which one this is as i listened to it and that's on me for not like taking the time to maybe research it a little bit more but still past that I love the first one, which I'm pretty sure is um, Doza, the drum dealer, because his voice sounded familiar to man's who did the chorus earlier. And I really like that. I feel like it just goes in. It's a little harder. It's a little bit like back in that, yo, we still hard. That's basically the, the one thing I can take from this track. If I were to sum it up, like in the context of the album, it's in light of everything we've said. We still got it. We still there if we need to be there. Um, Overall, uh, it's the one I have the least to comment on because it really is just reliant on a bunch of bars to carry this song through. So everybody really does rap excellently. Everybody's tone is fucking proper. Everybody's so in the pocket. The beat's fucking nice and airy. Everything about it's cool. I really like it and I really enjoy listening to it. But end of the day, everybody's kind of taking their own take on that same kind of harder tone and i really enjoyed it and I, I think it's really like good like not like anybody said anything bad or anything i just don't know what to really comment except to like interpret stuff probably incorrectly um i really did like when uh i think it's cortez in the second verse i could be wrong uh, i said boy i had to kill him with a smile part-time rapper full-time chemist break it down on the first and then i re-up every second because that's kind of cool it's kind of like what you would do both at rhymes and the other side of life and I just enjoyed listening to it. But I feel like that's my overall feeling for this whole track. It didn't hit me in that same kind of conceptual depthness. But that's not really what this track is. This track is a lot more for like the other side of the listening fans who's like, yo, give me them bars. And then you got that here. Thus making it an amazing fit on the album. 
while also being relevant for like this part of the album where i feel like if we do go back to that core story we have left the past and we're completely in the present now we're no longer reminiscing we're reminding people that we still with it when we have to be there you know and he says that with the whole squad which i think is a squad of winners and i think that adds a certain meta layer to the whole story like y'all when it comes down to it look i'm not alone and I like that. I like that overall symbolism he brings to it. I'm giving this one a 4.35. It's a real good track. Uh, it's just of all the other tracks, I like them more. So it's not that this one's bad. It's just I like the other songs more. Anyway, let's move on to the seamlessly perfectly transitioned into next song on this album, Early in the Morning. Yeah, I like this song. This one I like. There's a cool energy to it. It's got a flassiness I can fuck with. Um, the chorus is wonderful. But let's talk about that for a second. I dropped it off last night, and I believe uh, this is our featured guest, whose voice is wonderful too, Doza the Drum Dealer. Um, I dropped it off last night. It's already gone. I'm going to grab again early in the morning. Need a fresh batch. Told the plug run it back. I'm going to need that early in the morning. So... Why this is cool is because a we know they fuck with farmers who are early morning people so in order to get the best deal on the plugs in terms of like being in cali let's say and playing with mail distribution the early morning thing like actually kind of fits into that where if you really paid attention throughout the rest of this project by the time you land here the context is like extra on top of the fact that being an early morning riser gets the worm all that other shit. but i think it also kind of ties into the other themes that we've explored already um so i thought that was really cool um and then uh basically we have a great verse from doza the drum dealer and it's dope i enjoy listening to it i really like the line uh otm hoop team while you're renting the drop rows your pockets on e when you bring it back though the uh, bring it back to the lot though so i feel like he's out there doing his own thing with an affordable means of something he owns and maybe it's not as glamorous as your shit but when you renting and you're doing all your shit you do bring it back broke as fuck with nothing in the bank and i love that shit i love the context and the way he's calling bullshit but in a clever way chorus kicks back in and then you get cortez doing his thing and it's just fucking great um and i think again he plays down with that like fucking how it like used to be like this hand-to-hand -hand shit and then got a ups package about to land early in the morning which he's already explained to us earlier on the album adding in that whole extra context but it could also be anything it could be like a certain type of thing but it could also just be his cds it could just be like yo i'm a corporate guy who does ups package things now i'm not where i was and i love that i love the whole situation i love this whole thing this whole track has a great vibe to it so 4.5 on 5 for real enjoy it and it flows into the last one on this project which we're going to talk about letter to the streets what i think is really really cool about ending the album with this song is uh it kind of is just giving flowers to somebody but like after they're gone and it kind of ties back into resolutions where it kind of explains the fire to give people flowers while they're here and I think it gives this really big feeling of completion to this album. Like you go through his whole life, you see the wins and the losses and shit. But with all of the things that have happened, he can't say these things to um, Meg, M-E-G. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm sorry. Who is uh, not with him anymore. And I think that's interesting because I lost my grandmother and I had a moment like that where I realized that like she was gone and... I can't I can't really ever go visit her or do those things I was putting off, right? And that was for me a big thing that got me to consider this kind of stuff. 
because I never really dealt with death in my life before that. So hearing this, it's just like, I like his honesty, you know, right away. Like, the tears got to touch the page. He's letting you know right away, this is emotional, sentimental feeling stuff. Like, you just deal with it. Like, we're going in. Real rap. But then I like that tie-in because it's like that. That's what the real shit is to me. The honesty, the truth. And I like that. Um, then the verses are just this dedication to his friend who helped him and guided him and did everything. And they just explain their relationship and the love and the pain of, of, of losing a friend. And that's what this song really is. And it's just really beautiful, I think. I think he does a great job with it. Um, it taps into everything well. I mean, it's extremely straightforward and heartfelt. And the lines just really speak powerfully i believe like there's not much else i can add to it it's just one of those tracks that says everything it needs to say like i'll never feel the same i'm drained seeing your daughter's crying i'm in pain like yo that's just big words you don't need me to interpret that for you it's extremely fucking clear and that's how i feel about this whole song it's extremely fucking clear and it's just his honesty and it makes it one of the coolest songs on this project because you have this guy that's willing to share these feelings with you and to take this whole project and make it almost like make it like this loss in his life counts for almost more because he can at least try to help people avoid experiencing this feeling that he has with regards to not having been able to say these things in time and i think that's like a beautiful way to end this album with that dedication so you know it's a five it's a beautiful track um it's like totally a niche ass fucking beautiful track for what it is but it is gorgeous like i couldn't listen to this every day because yo man i feel fucking sad and shit but sometimes if i'm feeling pensive and i want to commiserate with somebody on the loss of somebody and you don't want to necessarily talk to anyone yo this song hits it hit me in the heartstrings i felt a little bit like you know i miss my grandma listening to this so and then the same kind of sentiment so it's pretty dope um yeah that that's the album uh, we we did it, everybody, and I think it was a truly great project, and it's like, yo, this deserves, like, a fuck ton of love. Like, it really is such a cool, a cool project. Like, it's so heartfelt. It's got so many angles, styles. Like, it doesn't matter what you're into. There's something on this album for you, and it tells such a great story. Like, I went through the whole thing, but for those that skipped ahead to the end, it starts off with resolutions where he's kind of expressing this need to share flowers and a desire to receive them and get the credit that he deserves but also more importantly to show people that this is important and then he tells his whole life story in this cool like i wouldn't say his whole life story but he tells a lot of stuff in this story but especially targeting the kinds of people who may be in a situation where somebody in their life may go to jail or end up dying or have something with a higher frequency than say corporate america me um and like it's for the for that group of people to hear it and remember that loyalty is important and you should pay respect to the accomplishments of those around you and appreciate them and work with them because that will change everything because like he said early on on the album he can show you how to make it work and he did on this album as a whole his resolution is to show people how to make it work in their community and if you really listen to all the themes cohesively and watch the story in this album, I think he really did a great job communicating that. So that's it. That's the album review. Um, so definitely appreciate y'all for watching this. 
uh definitely let me know in the comments what you think like subscribe follow all that good shit and uh yeah special thanks to the patrons is milk adam secrets powder jonathan Barnes, cj black hurricane linda williams and scribble the dope they support what we do and uh yeah if you uh if you support what we do too patreon.com slash behind that suit that would be freaking great um cortez i hope you appreciated this if you watched it i did the best that i could with the content in front of me but i really love this album and on that note everybody live long and prosper